Hey there, everybody. It's your girl, Nick. I am so excited to be here with another episode of the Bo Knows Business. The Bo Collective is a, an amazing group of women, 50 businesses, 52 Black women owners who have scaled their businesses. And we're going to hear their stories from them. Number one, we're going to hear how they became an entrepreneur. I think everyone would love to know that. Number two, we're going to hear about their business. Number three, they're going to share some strategies with you. All right. So today we have the amazing S. Catherine Allen of Answer Title. She is going to just dazzle you all. Got great acumen, great spirit, and I can't wait for you all to meet her and fall in love the way I have over these last few months. All right. Miss S. Catherine, how are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I will try to sparkle. <laughs> hey, girl, I don't have to hype you up. You are you are dynamic in your own right. I'm so grateful for so many uh, of your talents, so many of your gifts, but just your warm heart and your acumen for all that you do for me personally in our organization. So I'm so happy. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Absolutely. My pleasure. All Absolutely. right. So we're going to get started. Like I told our audience, um, the fact, the past few weeks have been such a treat. Like I look forward so, so much to these days because as much as I think I know uh, my friend's stories, I learn something new every day. And so I want to share, I want you to share with us your story. All right. We're going to go back to when S. Catherine was coming up, where, you know, what did you look like as a little girl? What were you, what did your, what did you like? What were your passions? Tell us about your family, where you were raised. Give us just a little bit about yourself. Oh, thanks so much. I often say I absolutely hit the lottery um, when I when I was born. I had the most amazing parents and family. I'm one of eight kids, um, four older brothers, an older sister, and then two younger sisters. My mom, uh, who I, both my parents um, are gone now, but I. I, I can't even it's it's it it tears me up to even start talking about them because they were just so amazing and they're constantly with me. Um, my mom was a lawyer, um, among many other things. She was an opera singer and she taught at the university level and she raised them by themselves. And their stories, one of my older brothers tells a story of sitting outside my parents' bedroom the night I was born. And so those stories live in our family, which is just amazing. Um, my dad, who, um, so let me just say one quick thing about my mom, which we're all so proud of. She is, she was the very first black female to graduate from the University of North Carolina Law School. And they're doing a major um, celebration of her and her life. They're, they've commissioned a portrait, all that's going to happen in the next couple of months. My father uh, actually integrated several of the hospitals in the town, Fayetteville, North Carolina, where I grew up. And um, just again, he delivered over 10,000 children in his amazing career. And I, serial, serial entrepreneurs, like even in addition to their medical practice and their legal practice, they were totally involved in our community. My father started businesses like, you know, like other people start other stuff. And he was just a serious workaholic. So I get a lot of that from him. 
And I get really from my mom, just quickness. My mom was the one that, you know, you give her an idea and she was off and she made it happen. And I really take that part from her. Oh my great. So I've, I've learned from doing podcasts um, to be quiet. It's not my natural gift, but I don't want anyone to miss any of the, the pearls that are coming out of your mouth. I will tell you, you have a lot in common with several of our other Bow Sisters, one of which, uh, Teresa Harrison, she also comes from a family of eight. I don't know if you knew that. Out of Baltimore, she, she, she talks so much about um, just her parents, but that that family, that large communal family. Tell me a little bit about your, um, give me one of the values, you know, of coming from a large family that you you saw incorporated. Was it something around the, the dinner table? Did you guys um, you know, was it, she said she learned how to be an advocate because she's one of eight. So she really had to make sure she heard her voice. What did you learn um, about being a member um, of your family? You know, I really think a lot of it was work ethic. And I think uh, just always putting your best foot forward. You only have that one shot to make a first impression. When we would have assignments, uh, like a speaking, like we had to give a, a talk in our classrooms or we would have to read a paper, you didn't get to do that without having sat, my mom and dad would sit in, our, in their study and we would go and we'd have to present it to them, get fully critiqued, and then we could go to school and present it. And that kind of just always making sure that you're ready for prime time yeah. and taking a minute to step back, reread it, look at it again, um, think about it again before you say it. All of those kinds of things I really got from my parents. And I'm telling you the work ethic. I mean, they just neither of them ever stopped. And I get accused of that a lot. Like, really? You said yes again? I'm sure Donna will say that. But anyway, um, yeah. So I'm all I'm I'm very high energy, high level. Um, I I commit to things and I believe in that commitment. And I totally got that from my both my parents. Well, I love that for so many reasons. Number one, for my 14-year-old, <laughs> as we are we are going through it and I'm like, you know, do it right the first time. And I tell him, respect your own time. Like, forget about me because I'm going to make you do it again, <laughs> If it, whether it's the kitchen or whether it's a homework assignment. Respect your time. Do it right the first time and you get the free time on the back time. But I love I love that you got that from your parents. So let's let's fast forward a little bit. That next chapter, right? Going off to college. What was your major? What were your interests like right before you entered into the professional world? So I, I'm, I'm chuckling a little bit because part of my going to Smith and to um uh, Massachusetts from North Carolina was because of those seven brothers and sisters. I grew, I was number six. I grew up and I was either Dr. Allen's daughter, attorney Allen's daughter, one of my brother's little sister, my sister's little sister. And I really wanted to sort of define my own space. So I wanted to get away. I actually wanted to go to Michigan state because I'm a huge football fan. And uh, one of my brothers said, oh, yeah, no, because that's too far away. It is too cold. You're, we can't get to you if you need us. You have to stay on the East Coast. So that literally was, you know, how I figured out that I was going uh, uh, to, to school on the East Coast. 
I ended up being, um, I had a lot of, uh, of influence from my dad and it, I originally actually started um, thinking I was going to go to med school and I was a biochemistry major. And then as I was in college, I had these amazing professors um, of color and I ended up, I took so many of those courses that I ended up doing a double major. So I was biochemistry and um, African-American literature. And so that was like, I don't think anybody had ever done that double major before, but it was fast. Both of those were fascinating to me. And um, I really absolutely uh, enjoyed my time at Smith, really loved New England, spent a lot of time there. My first, uh, went to, to law school there and in Boston, Boston College Law School, and lived there for a number of years, lived in New England, probably 14 or 15 years. So it was a great experience. And you're, I love your majors. I was, look, I, I shout out for double majors. Now you, you were dope. You combined the, the sciences and the arts. I was um, mass communications and sociology. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I had to go to law school, girl. I couldn't find a job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, let me tell you that the reason I was chuckling is because um, I spent, I actually in my summers uh, while I was in college, I went to University of North Carolina where I had a brother, two brothers probably doing masters and one was in med school. And I would, I actually took medical uh, uh, classes. I dissected bodies. I did all, you know, obviously cadavers, all of that. And, um, and then I just thought, okay, this is a lot. I want to do so much other stuff. And really, if you're going to follow that path, that's all you can really do. And so I decided to go to law school, graduated, um, walking down the aisle, handing my dad my diploma. And he is, he was so cute. He was like, oh my God, babe, this is fabulous. I'm so excited for you. He's like, okay, so we're going to think about med school though for next year, right? I literally, those were the Are words out of his, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, he was like, if you cut oh, him open, like, would, I'm not giving up. I'm not. Quitting. He was I'm not, not giving up on me at all. Exactly. Well, let me let me ask you this because I, I I feel like some people can knuckle under that, you know. And and I and I, I I'm I'm pivoting a little bit. I I promise I'll I'll come back on. Sure. But in terms of you know being an entrepreneur, there's so many pressures and responsibilities. You know, mental mental health. And, and making that balance between, and I heard you say, you know, I really wanted to make a name for myself. Do you think that there was ever a time where, you know, you were like, this is, this is too much pressure. This is a lot of weight. What were the tools that you used to say, you know, I'm pushing past this or if, if that wasn't the case, if you were like, I was always, you know, go get her. Well, how did you tell your dad? No. You know, how did you start to out of just find your own path versus saying, hey, um, let me make them proud. Let me you know, I'm, I got to follow in their footsteps. How did you make your own way and find your own voice? The thing that I, I treasure the most from my parents and also my siblings um, who are amazing um, is that they all believed in me. I mean, that was, that was, it. they truly believe. And to this day still believe anything that I want to achieve, I can do. And so I never actually buckled under it because I always knew no, what, no matter what choices I made, they would support me. They didn't always agree with them. In fact, 
a few of them they didn't agree with, but they would give me their stuff. <laughs> My mother would say, like, I don't even know why I'm talking to you about this because I know you're going to make up your own darn mind. You know, she was like, but she would give me her, gosh, those. I was going to hear how she felt about it. But then they honestly let me make those decisions. And so I never felt like um, I would I was buckling under any of it. And and making them proud was was sort of it was who I was. I mean, it yeah. was this is this is going to make them proud, but it wasn't the major motivator. It, it if it was something, you know, we laugh about with daddy ever would say is daddy would say, is that OK for you to do? Um, so it stops me from doing some stuff that I maybe would have done. And certainly growing up in Fayetteville, where everybody knew my parents, um, I was telling the story about driving down the main drag in the black community going to home. And by the time I got to my driveway, my mom was standing on the front porch and I was like, what's this about? And I, I was like 16, 17 years old, had just gotten my license. And I went up the stairs and my mother said, so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so called and said, you were speeding down Murkison Road. Yeah, I mean, but that was growing up in a small town. Mm -hmm. So there was, there was that kind of pressure to mm -hmm. not besmirch our family name yeah. Um, but but pride. it was pride. It was pride. It was a it was a positive. It wasn't a negative. No, I, I see that again. I'm doing a chronology. There are these beautiful pearls, the strands of pearls and the bow collective, a lot of great synergy. But that support is is one that I'm so proud to see. So. All right. So I feel like our audience knows you, loves you, and trusts you now, girl. Let's come with it on the business advice. Tell me how you got started in business but I, and, and how you met. We know that you guys have a very special business, Answer Title. Uh, you share with um, another amazing woman that we will meet next week. But I want to know, how did you all meet and start your firm? So... Donna and I both are first. So I was the first black female banking commissioner in the country. And uh, when I did that in Washington, D.C., I made it my it was part of my job to go literally meet every CEO of a bank in D.C. Wow. So it turns out one of those was Donna Fitzgerald Schuler. She was one of the first and she'll tell you, but she'll she was one of the first, if not the first black female CEO of a bank in DC. And uh, we sat down and literally talked to each other, told our story, similarly to what we're doing now. Turns out we were both daddy's girls and both of our fathers had died recently. And we literally sat there and tears were coming down our eyes um, and just quick friends. Then about maybe a year later, we uh, both got accepted to Leadership Washington, um, which is now Leadership Greater Washington, mm -hmm. and uh, we're in the same class. And that's really where our relationship cemented and where we got to be friends. So fast forward, we're both in our jobs. I was banking commissioner. She was at uh, Independence Federal. And um, both of us left. We both decided we, had, we were done with those careers. And we literally met for breakfast, dropped our kids off at school, met for breakfast, and said, so what we doing now with ourselves, you know, like what's happening? And um, 
talked it over, talked about our strengths. I was, in addition to being a real estate attorney, banking attorney, uh, she was a realtor as well as a banker. And as we talked about both of our strengths, we realized that we pretty much covered the, the waterfront for a title company. And there were no sort of upscale downtown DC, uh, certainly black owned, female owned title companies. And it clicked and we just said, well, that makes sense. So this now tells you the 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 difference in our personalities. So this was like, um, who's the Thelma and who's the Louise? <laughs> yeah, hello. So uh, this was around March. And then uh, we talked about it. We met in each other's living rooms, thought about what we we're going to do. And we just talked and talked and talked. Donna went on vacation in June. When she got back July 7th, I had incorporated and we were ready to go. I was like, okay, enough talk. Let's make this happen. So by the time she got back, we were answered title and escrow LLC was in existence. And we started that business uh, uh, July 7th of 2004. It was like, it's on, it's on. And that's how it, and that is literally our personality. I'm like, jump, you know, feet first, head first. We got the idea, let's go do it. Donna's like, hold, slow your roll, girlfriend. Slow your roll. Let's think about it. What are we going to, you know, what does the this details. mean? The devil's in the details. Exactly. And and we're we're really good for each other that way because, you know, sometimes I do need to slow my roll and sometimes she does need to like, come on, make make the leap. We, we're going to do it. And one of the things that I, I so appreciate about our relationship is that um, and we laugh about it always that it really is like a marriage. I mean, you have to, it's give and take and you argue and you fuss and then, but you know, you love each other. And the biggest thing is the respect. I mean, we have a men, tremendous respect for each other and trust. I mean, we deal in $20 million, you know, escrows that we've had in our bank account at any one time or more or less. Or whatever. And we have never, ever just it just has never been an issue we we trust each other implicitly and that's okay. you know that's how it I, I love i love this interview i love this time um i i have a question for you because i already know how you all scaled that you shore each other each other's weaknesses so you swat a situation and then you put a, a put a woman on the field right in the respective places but tell me, may I always what is unique about Bo, what is impressive is making that one million dollar threshold. We know that that is um, something we want to replicate through our stories. Tell us about, you know, one or two of the tips that you would give a listener, whether they um, are in your field or not, that um, really helped your business from going from that incorporation on July 7th to really solidifying all these years later? What was what were the two or three major things that helped you scale? I we knew early on that and I have no I, this is no shade on mom and pops. We just knew that wasn't our path. And uh, so we put ourselves in a space. We um, network, network, network. I mean, we lived, it feels like those first like two to three years, there was not an event that the two of us did not go to network, whatever that I can't even express how important 
getting your name, you know, establishing your brand, yes. making sure because people knew us so much from our other uh, positions, other roles. And so that was also part of it. But that whole network piece. The other thing about real estate and title is that it, it you know, it ebbs and flows. Right. Mm -hmm. And and unfortunately, that whole 2008 crash, all of that was we knew could be a possibility. So one of the things we did early on was establish our relationship to be able to, to go after and win contracts uh, from the federal government, from D.C. government, because that's steady. Yeah. So um, developing relationships, exactly. Developing relationships. We love people that just call us or, you know, that we reach out to or that we know or get referred to that just want to buy a house. Those are great. But you also have to have that steady, like, where do we know the, the income's coming? And uh, so we develop relationships with developers who are building three and 400, you know, unit buildings. And then we were the title company for those four, three or four hundreds. You know, that helped us for years. We went after very large contracts. Um, we we have one now that's 500 million. We, we, um, we don't make that much. We're the title company, be clear. But we make, you know, significant yes. income. We, yes. We, but that was a, a ramp up where you do good work, you make, you know, have those lawyers who are like, wow, they know what they're doing. Yes. And um, then they they think about us for the next deal. And and you just you you grow, you grow like that. Um, some of it's organic. Some of it is you've got to be intentional. Right? You've got to yeah. be intentional. And so those, you know, we would go to the HUD forums. We would go to the to the Department of, of Energy or Interior. Uh, just to, to, again, get our face out there, let folks know who we are and be able to bid on those contracts as they come down. Because federal government buys a lot of property, you know, manages a lot of property. Uh, same with D.C. government. Um, you know, we do Virginia, we do Maryland. You can't limit um, or we didn't want to limit our, our playing field. So that's really how. Well, girlfriend, I am... It happened again. The magic happened again. Like I learned something about someone that I already love and respect and it's gone even deeper. I really think that you have shared such amazing things about yourself. Thank you for being so transparent. And I felt your heart. I would have loved to have met your parents. And um, I know that they are not only so proud, but their spirit is living on through you through the relationships that you are making and for these other entrepreneurs and parents, you gave some great <laughs> parenting uh, advice. So I'm just so grateful to know you. All right. Thank you so, so much this uh, has been for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure. And I am so proud to be a founding member along with you and because of you in the Bow Collective. It, it's such an amazing space to be in at this point in my life. I'm, I can't tell you how much it means to me. Thank you, sister. Thank you so very much. Have a good one. And that does it for today's edition of the Bow Collective, the Bow Knows Business. I am so delighted that you all are 
on this journey. You're going to meet each and every one of our sisters. We're going to meet at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit us on thebowcollective.org for more information. You can, uh, again, sign up for our podcast, our newsletters. We'll have events. We're so happy to know you. We're so happy to work with you. And we're so happy that you're joining us. Thank you so much. Take care.